0: What kind of world do we live in today in 2018 here in the United States? Well, we live in a world where selfies are now a part of the English dictionary. Where social media has created a frenzy of people wanting to pursue being liked. Where comments and lots of friends or followers helps us determine our value and status. Where we portray to the people in the world not who we really are, but who we want to be. For example, how many of you, when you use social media, do you find yourself or others around you as you have looked around? Are they telling you about the horrible fight they had with their children or their spouse last night? Or the amazing trip they had to some sort of zoo or something like that? We portray the kind of people that we want to be, not the people that we really are. Education has continued to be not just a way for us to learn for the love of learning, but to get status for the degrees and the awards we have for the accomplishments. Materialism and the accumulation of gadgets, and gizmos and certain clothing brands, et cetera, continue to be marks of whether or not we are in and cool. Our children's success in our sports or activities, the trying to keep up and fit in and follow the general flow of the culture has created us to be obsessed with our image. We want to look good for others. I heard one pastor this week say that he believes that a lot of the reason why the culture is the way it is today with this obsession, with our image and approval, is because of the breakdown of the family and the absentee fathers who have not given their children much attention at all. So they crave it from everyone else. Does that describe you in any way? Trying to keep up, stay cool, stay informed, up-to-date, well-read, How many times do your emotions rise or fall based on what somebody says about you? Could we all admit that whether or not this is your particular sin, the general flavor of the world we live in is one of suffocating tyranny of people approval? And I want to ask, how can we break free from this and live as different human beings? Or are we just one more selfie, one more post, one more like, one more educational degree, one more boast and brag away from further chains, tyranny of people approval? I hope that this short introduction does not need much more elaborating for you to realize we need Jesus' teaching in Matthew 6 more than ever. So let's turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, page 811 in the Black Bibles around you. We're studying the Sermon on the Mount, and we're studying the greater book that the Sermon on the Mount's found in, the Gospel according to Matthew. We're going to read verses 1 through 6 of chapter 6. And we're starting what is a new section of the Sermon on the Mount, and I'll explain that in a moment. Let's read the passage first. Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets truly i say to you they have received the reward but when you pray go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you so this is a new section of jesus most famous teaching the sermon on the mount chapters 5 6 and 7 so there's three chapters and so these are the middle section the center of the message what we'll find next week is at the center of the center is the Lord's Prayer. But before the Lord's Prayer is this section on beware of, and then it says practicing your righteousness. And that should clue our minds to what we've been covering in chapter 5 because I've repeated almost every week that the thesis statement of the Sermon on the Mount is where? Chapter 5. Verse 20, thank you. Somebody was listening these last several weeks. Look at verse 20. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And then notice the pattern. You have heard that it said, but I say to you. And that continues all the way through chapter 5. And then we see the phrase righteousness for the first time since verse 20 in our verse, chapter 6, verse 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. If you read through the Gospels, you'll see that Jesus confronts hypocrisy, as we'll talk about today. But he confronts it especially in the Pharisees, which brings us back to chapter 5, verse 20. That our righteousness should exceed that of the Pharisees because their righteousness is filled with hypocrisy in their righteousness. There's a lot of debate and discussion amongst Bible scholars all around, not just Matthew, but in general, about what to do with this word righteousness. And I would just simply want to summarize that discussion by saying I think that it means to do what is right. And that the focus is not necessarily here on an imputed righteousness that comes from Jesus that we hear about in the gospel. For those of you that are familiar with Romans chapter 4 or this teaching in Galatians that we're counted righteous, The righteousness is being talked about here is about doing something. And the parallel passage read in our New Testament reading is 1 John chapter 3. And it was about practicing sinning or practicing righteousness. It's very much concerned about how you're living in the kingdom of God. So to sum it up, if you wanted to define this word righteousness, it is to do right by, and then fill in the blank, to do right by God, to do right by your family and friends, and then in this case, to do right to the needy and the poor. And so that's the, the thesis statement of this next new section of Jesus' teaching, verse.